Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Ladies and gentlemen, I am your host, Blake Rafino. This is Are You Serious Sports. We hope that you guys are making it a good one. We know that we are as well. Huge show in store for you tonight. <laughs> we got some pissed off Saints fans, man. We got some pissed off Saints fans. I know, I know. We talk a lot of LSU. We will talk some Saints here tonight as well. As CJ Gardner-Johnson has been traded to the Philadelphia Eagles. I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time on it. I'm going to open up the show. Give me five minutes to talk about C.J. Gardner-Johnson, uh, and we'll get through it. But if you miss it and you're a Saints fan, C.J. Gardner-Johnson did get traded. A lot of people upset. You know, C.J. was a very big fan favorite. I'm going to tell you why it's not that big of a deal. You know, I don't think it was that big of a deal. Nor do I think it's that very big of a deal. I know a lot of people are mad and all this kind of stuff and people talking about off the field stuff, but we'll we'll talk about all about that. Just give me five minutes to start the show. We'll talk about CJ Gardner Johnson. LSU takes the advantage. We got to speak to, or I say we, but LSU named their team captains today. And we, as the media, got to speak to BJ Ojolari, uh, Ali Gay, and I think our good buddy who has been joining us. He will be joining us again very soon. I, we're trying to get him this week. We'll see. Uh, but I'll always, you know, Mike Jones Jr. Who will be trying to join us this week. We hope to get him. Uh, spoke 
said some interesting things. I still think that they're going to run out Jane Daniels, but both quarterbacks allegedly are still taking reps at practice. It seems as if they ran those young men out there and told them to say that. But nevertheless, we'll get into that as well. I think they're going to take advantage of this one specific area outside of the wide receiver core. We'll give you some positives and some cons, some things that I think LSU's got to pay attention for, hearing some things coming outside of Florida State. So we'll get into all of that as well. We'll get to Rafino's rants uh, as well. I got something I got to get off my chest. And I'm not talking about my breast. <laughs> yeah, I, I could do some I could do some bench press. I get some bench press reps. Anyway, uh, as we do every Tuesdays and Thursdays, hashtag Ask Blake. So you have a question, thought, concern, fire them inside the Rudy Crew, Rudy Crew chat, and we'll get to as many of them uh, as we can. And former LSU quarterback Josh Booty will be joining us at 7.30. Looking forward to talking to him. What does he think about Brian Kelly, this LSU football team, and moving forward? It's going to be really fun to talk and recap with our good friend Josh Booty. So a lot to get in store, or a lot to get to here tonight. Looking forward to all of it. But let's get to a couple comments, though, before we do get started. Lars Corville says, Why didn't Brian Kelly respond to Lou Holtz's nine quill and inkwell handwritten letters? Who gives a shit? That, Lars, I got to be honest. So part of my rant, you know, then you had the quarterback at Boston College getting mad. Brian Kelly apparently lied to him or something. I mean, come on, man. Well, your only suitor was Boston College, my guy. So, Zach, find that, find the guy's name from Boston College, a quarterback who talked about Brian Kelly, please. His name's slipping my mind, and I don't feel like changing my, my or flipping my page over from my notes. So, let's find this guy from Boston College who was ripping on Brian Kelly. Uh, Kelly says, let's go, Blake. Let's go, Kelly. Uh, Kim says, let's go another gate closer to game day. Absolutely. Absolutely. Looking forward to it. Wade McBride says one day closer. Hashtag boo to the Saints. Absolutely that as well. But I don't think, Wade, I don't think it's that big of a deal. I think a lot of people are making it a little bit bigger of a deal than it needed to be. Uh, CJ, you know, we'll, we'll talk about it. We'll, we'll spend five minutes to start the show off with it, with it I promise you. Keaton says, man, I watched the BK interview with Emily Dixon and Naw. I saw the snippets. From LSU tackling, that defense is definitely ready. Penn, Ojolari are flying around. So apparently Keaton is going to go based off of snippets, regard, and he's not going to take what we've said being at the entire scrimmages in practice. So he saw a two-second clip, and that's what he knows. <laughs> Keaton, don't let a highlight film rile you up, dude. Don't let it do it, but I still think that they'll be fine. I still think that... Uh, I still think that they'll be fine. Uh, Kyle Farmer says, let's go. So does Drew. Drew says, let's go. Chris says, I'm the goat. Chris, you need to grow up a little bit, dog. Your takes is a duke of water. By the way, speaking of Chris, I don't know, Pooh Bear, if I can. <laughs> Pooh Bear says, yeah, you a billy goat. Yeah, he eats everything. Uh, actually, I'm not going to say that. I think I'm going to let Pooh Bear announce all that stuff. I'll, I'll let him ask all that stuff. 
Carol Falls says CJ got in TB12's head. Now he's going to go for a fifth or sixth round. We were robbed. Then we gave back a seventh pick. It's true. It's true. Uh, Preston Guy from TigerBay.com says, Blake is too late to ask for a catch-up packs in a washing machine for CJ Gardner-Johnson. Yeah, my analogy today was he went for a packet of ketchup and a Philly cheesesteak. I mean, because it's true. He went for a Philly cheesesteak. I don't like to trade, but I understand it. We'll talk about this, and we'll talk about some of the stuff with him off the field as well. Off the field as well. Uh, Tony says, quarterback Phil Jakovic was the guy. That's it. Phil Jakovic. What an absolute Rudy Poo. Oh, he told my mommy and daddy that I would play as a freshman. Who? Come on, dog. That's what's wrong with our society a little bit. You know what I mean? Like, oh, like we don't want to work for anything, man. Like I didn't have to do 300 straight episodes before we started getting a a hundred people in this chat live and in living color every single night. You got to actually work for something. Insane. Insane. Rick says, hashtag ask Blake. I think Jaden leads the team in rushing on Sunday. Do you agree? I think it's a strong, very strong possibility, Rick. I think it's a very, 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 very strong possibility. I could see it. Orgy. I'm not. God, he got me again. I'm not saying this name. I think that's Dylan. So we'll go with Dylan. He says, smash that MF like button. Yes. Everybody hit the like button. So we'll transition into that everybody do us a favor and we can get started everybody do us a favor hit the like and share so many of you guys are watching this live right now on facebook hit the like and share share to all of those social media groups share to all of those social media pages if you're listening to us on youtube hit the like and share as well also subscribe hit the notification bell we greatly greatly appreciate it if you're listening to us on xm radio or you're listening to to us on the tune in app we greatly greatly appreciate you doing that and joining us anywhere you listen to podcasts as well, rate, review, and subscribe. And as always, go to our AYSSnetwork.com message board. We're so close to hitting that 300 mark. Do us a favor. Go subscribe today. We greatly, greatly appreciate it. Okay, let's do this. We do have a lot to get to. I'm going to get to CJ Garner Johnson stuff. Guys, give me five minutes. and I got some stuff about LSU that I want to. we got to talk about and Rafino's rants as well. So let's pay these bills, and let's get started. None better than our good friends over at GM Barno and Sons and BetOnline.ag. Guys, we return in one minute. Talk CJ and LSU. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way for you to wager on all of your favorite sports, contests, events, with the first-to-market odds in lines. Find reviews for all the news for each league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, college sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all of your sports information for live in-game betting props and futures. Head on over to BetOnline today and use your mobile device to join and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code BELIEVE50, that's BELIEVE50, B-L-E-A-V-5-0, to receive your 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's betonline.ag, betonline.ag. 
With over 65 years of experience, nobody is better equipped to service in your vehicle than GM Vardo and Sons. RV repair, big rig overhauls, motor chassis, routine maintenance, tire rotations, tire sales. No job is too big or too small over at GM. If you break down on the side of the road in the greater Baton Rouge area, they will come and get you. And the best thing about that is that they can come and get you and then they can bring your vehicle back to their shop and start the repairs right then. Again, GM Varno and Sons, go see them over at 2500 Fuller Boulevard. Give them a call at 225-664-9992. 225-664-9992. Tell them your good friend, Blake Rafino sent you on by. I can tell that all of you guys are so ready in the chat. Man, you guys, y'all don't have to fight with one another. Don't let Chris... Pooh Bear, get your co-host. Everywhere Chris goes, the people start fighting. I don't know what it is. I would love to see what happens when Chris goes to the barbershop. Now, he only does that once every six months. Have you seen his hairline? I mean, so I'm sure it would be comical and he'd be there for a while. I heard that they had to use a chainsaw to cut his hair. Everywhere he goes, man. Everywhere he goes. <laughs> anyway, I'm just messing with Chris. All right. Everybody do us a favor. Let's get this thing rolling, y'all. Let's get this thing started, y'all. And everybody hit us a little like and share. But let me say this. I'm not going to spend long on the CJ Garner Johnson stuff. Give me the five minutes. Give me the five minutes. If you missed it and you're just joining us, CJ Garner Johnson was traded to the Philadelphia Eagles. A lot of people upset with it. A lot of people angry with it. Guys, I'm here to tell you, they were shopping C.J. Garner-Johnson for a while now. They have been shopping C.J. Garner-Johnson for some time. And there wasn't a lot of suitors. He would miss he missed camp some days. He was in and out, in and out, in and out, doing the signs, wanting to be traded or given a new contract. The Saints wanted to sign him for $9 million a year. He wanted 13. He wanted to be paid like a corner and not a safety. Whatever. They weren't going to meet in the middle. It's fine. It's why you go out and get Tyron Matthew, Marcus May, all this kind of stuff. There's one big thing I want to hit on, though, very quickly. There have been people that, you know, on both sides, either defending him or wanting him to leave, Talking about C.J. Garner-Johnson, he's a fan favorite. I get it. Guys, let me tell you this. I don't mind players talking if they can back it up, and there were times that C.J. Garner-Johnson backed up his play. Sometimes he didn't. He's infamously known for the Tom Brady folding of the arms, getting in a fight with Mooney from the Chicago Bears. There's a lot of things that C.J. Garner-Johnson's known for. One thing he's not known for is making immaculate plays to win you football games. He's a good player. He's a really good player. But let me say this. I know of some situations that I will not address here. It's for somebody else. They can address it. I'm not going to. There are people that I know very good in this business and people that have seen firsthand that C.J. Garner Johnson had some issues off the field. I trust them wholeheartedly. I've known them for a long time. They wouldn't lie about something like that. Nothing was ever reported, never ever really needed to be reported, right? But I want to say this too. Just because C.J. Garner-Johnson had some incidents, maybe with police or, 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 or civilians, and you know there was a lot of chirping back and forth, things going on on Twitter, things he was doing on 7-on-7 seven seven camp, don't 
make that the reason why the Saints traded him to Philadelphia. That's not the reason why they traded him to Philadelphia. Him being a locker room problem was not the reason why he got traded. You know how I know the Saints didn't really give two Rudy Poos about C.J. Garner-Johnson and him in the locker room? Because, guys, they cleared space to go after Deshaun Watson. They moved heaven and earth to try to sign and trade Deshaun Watson for Deshaun Watson, whose owner is a woman. If you don't know what's going on with Deshaun Watson, I suggest after the show, you pick it up and you type in Deshaun Watson civil case. This has everything to do with money, everything to do with value, and nothing to do with off-the-field incidents. You can't justify to me, and don't say, well, Blake, Deshaun Watson's a quarterback. Yeah, he's a quarterback, and he's a damn good one. He's a really damn good quarterback. 27 sexual assault civil cases, or what, however many it was. I know he's only down like two, three, or four, whatever it is. I get all of that. But there's 27 accusations. 24 of them were either unfounded or whatever the case was, or he settled with them. I don't know. You went after Deshaun Watson in a trade, so don't talk about this guy being a locker room problem. Majority of you have never been in the <laughs> in a locker room before. And some of you that are in, some of you that are in locker rooms or are in them, they call you meat watchers. That's what it is. That's a term. That's a term that's very well known. In locker rooms, in college, NFL, I'm not making, and it's not a joke. Like, I know that you guys think I'm joking. I'm not joking. They call you meat watchers. Put two and two together. I'm not worried about it. Okay. Okay. I don't know how people (laughs) reacted to uh, this. I know Chris had something to say. I'm not reading it. He can talk about it on the show tomorrow. But Keaton says, has the media had more than 30 minutes of you practice since Jordy messed up everything? Yeah, we watched the entire scrimmage. We watched the entire scrimmage. Two of them. <laughs> don't let, uh, a, Keaton, don't let a clip show you. That, guys, this is what the most funniest thing to me. So let's talk some LSU. Here's what's very funny to me. When we talk to you guys about the quarterback position on this show, when we talk to you about other position groups, we're not, I, I, I don't, what part of me saying, guys, and I'm talking to the producers here, I, I don't know how much I have to say it. Guys, I don't give two Rudy Poos who starts Sunday. I don't care. Who's going to win us the game? I might have an opinion on why one of them may lead us to winning the game more than the other. That's not me pushing for that person. I don't care. I think both of them can win you the football game. I think that there's more unknowns about Garrett Nussmeyer than there is Jane Daniels. Jane Daniels has 29, 29 consecutive starts in college football. That's how I know what I'm going to get more. I'm going to get more from him. I've seen it. I've seen it beat Florida State in the bowl game. Don't argue us when we've been there. <laughs> Jesus, H. Mary and Joseph. Whew. Y'all be getting me sometimes. Country Granger says it's not that we traded him. 
It's what we got in the trade. Guys, I know you got a fifth-round pick. I know we got a fifth-round pick. That doesn't bother me at all. Either you're going to get something for him now, and he's going to play the season. He'll be fine. I don't think C.J. Garner-Johnson is winning or losing you a Super Bowl. Okay? Get something for C.J. Garner-Johnson and be done with it. He's not a cornerstone piece for you winning a Super Bowl or for you to get to the playoff. He's not. The Saints would have loved something more than a fifth-round pick. They shopped him. That's the value. That is the current market value for him. You, it's better to get something than nothing. And Marshall says the reports about him not t- taking coaches or t- maybe talking to coaches or what I'm referring to, if it was just money, they'd let him play this year. Yeah, may, maybe. Maybe. I just I just think it's more about money than him being an off the field issue. All right, a couple more of these comments and we'll get we'll get rolling. Chaquan. Chaquan. Where's Sergio when you need him? And it's Sergio, I forget that kid's name. He says Mike Norvell looked and sounded hella nervous during his press conference. I agree. I completely, completely agree with that statement. But I do think this is why he's nervous. Because I think that there's more than one position than wide receiver for LSU that LSU is going to take advantage of. Guys, I went back and watched the game today. And, you know, what's something about Florida State that's very interesting to me. What's very interesting to me. I know that we a lot last night we talked about the wide receiver position and LSU obviously going to be able to beat their corners on the outside. I do wonder... I do wonder how much, and I know that Rick talked about this earlier, okay? I do wonder how much LSU is going to run the quarterback. Because the multiple times that Duquesne had their quarterback get outside the pocket, it was wide open. We saw multiple runs. We saw him being able to do things in space. Guys, that's a lot of what Jane Daniels, and they want Jane Daniels to do in the first place. If you can get runs to go to the outside, if you can get Jaden or Nuss outside the pocket, I think that that's going to be a huge advantage for LSU. You know, I was thinking about it, and then I watched, and then I went back and watched LSU versus UCLA from a season ago. It's the same issues that we had. You know, what's funny is, is that I think that LSU has a lot more talent than what Florida State does. I think we have the better receiving core. I think that you can make the argument that we have the better offensive line. I can make the argument that we have the better quarterback room. I can make the argument we have the better defensive line, linebackers, DBs. I'm going to give running backs to them. I'm going to give the head coaching nod and coordinators to us. There's a lot of things that LSU bodes well here in. But when you watch them on film, LSU – from a season ago and some of the players and some of the things that we've seen, obviously they will change this season. But when you watch Florida State week one, it's like a more there are lesser talented LSU right now. From what we've seen, from what we've seen with LSU being a discipline with a defensive line in the front seven, what we've seen from LSU sometimes in the running game when you have Ty Davis Price with a counterplay going for over 200 yards and breaking a record. It's like Florida State's the great the great value Walmart brand of LSU. 
like the great value version. You know when your mama used to go to Winn-Dixie and you were like, Mama, I want a 12-pack of Coca-Colas. And she slaps your ass upside the head and she says, Baby, you getting check. <laughs> I know good and damn well a lot of y'all grew up on check. Mr. Pibb. That's what Florida State is. You're the filet mignon in this situation. I think LSU's got to attack Florida State on the perimeter. I think Florida, Sam's choice. That's a good one, Pooh. You know, you got to go to Costco, right? The Kirkland's brand. You got to get a, a dollar glizzy. You can't leave without a dollar glizzy. Hey, hold on. <laughs> hey, hold on very quickly. To deviate for just one second. Did y'all see that Costco is selling Florida Gator tickets? If you buy one glizzy, which if you don't know what a glizzy is, it's a hot dog. That's what the kids call it these days. It's a glizzy. But if you buy a dollar hot dog and like a Coca-Cola, you can get free ticket or you can get tickets or something like that. <laughs> Florida, <laughs> you got to go to Costco and buy a glizzy to go to the game. <laughs> and y'all think you're on par with LSU. <laughs> hey, man, how did you get to the game? I went to Costco and bought me a glizzy. <laughs> like, how do you even start that conversation off? Paulshub.com. <laughs> hey. Anyway. I think LSU's got to attack Florida State on the perimeter. I think if they can do that effectively, if they can do some of the things that we saw this fall camp, getting Jaden outside the pocket, making him decide, and even cutting a half of the field off, right? Like, that's what they were doing a lot for Jaden during fall. During this August camp, they were making Jaden have two or three options, and if those options aren't open, see ya. Get out of there. It was then when Jaden started gaining confidence that he was sitting in the pocket and, and really just lighting LSU up. Another thing, too, I don't know, and Brian Kelly talk, talked about this, and I, I, I'm, I don't think Brian Kelly's lying to us. He, he's, with, he's so good at saying, and Aunt Marshall in the comments said this, he's so good with saying so many things while hiding things, too. He talked about putting Kayshawn Booty in the slot. Bingo, bam, boom, flop, hoo, hoo. That makes Florida State have to really prepare for Kayshawn Booty to be in the slot. Guys, when Kay, if Kayshawn's in the slot, Florida State's going to have a long day. Florida State's going to have a really long day. The more and more I look more into this Florida State defense, the more the more confident I become. Now, I worry about their offense. Again, they ran for they rushed for 400 yards. I want to see what our defense does. And look, we might be sitting here in postgame, and the first thing that I say when I come out here is this. Guys, I was dead wrong. <laughs> it went the complete opposite of the way that I thought it was going to go. But that if Duquesne had any remnants of any particular type of athlete, they would have dominated that football game because Florida State looked like they didn't give a shit sometimes to be there. Their front line did. Linebackers, yeah. 
and I forget the young man from Florida State. Uh, but today it was announced uh, when Mark Norville was uh, speaking. And there's a lot of things coming out out of here, like tr the Trey Benson thing, like one of Florida State. And I don't even know how you even report this, but Trey Benson on Florida State team says he almost had an anxiety attack before the Duquesne game, which, guys, I used to have them all the time. I used to, excuse me for saying this, but I used to, you know, throw up before every game. But I forget the young man who um, who's going to be out the linebacker so somebody can find that for us, too. But they have a couple of injuries already. Guys that aren't going to play. Guys that aren't going to play. I'm starting to gain more confidence. I'm, gonna, I'm gaining more confidence in our game plan. Now, B.J. Ojolari and Ali Gay spoke with the media today. And they talked about both quarterbacks are taking team reps. Well, guys, I, let me tell you something. Let me tell I kind of hope they're not. I mean, I kind of hope that they are. I hope Garrett, if he's the if he's the guy that Jaden's taking one or two snaps, three snaps, if Jaden is the guy that's going to run out there first, I hope Garrett's getting some snaps too. But I kind of want my first team guy running with majority of the first team. And I think that's what's going on. I think that they're just protecting their team with those both guys. And the media asking them that, that is completely insane to me because they're, gonna, they're not going to give it to you. They're not going to give it to you. Anyway. All right. I'm going to get to a couple comments in just a minute. Josh Booty, LSU former or former LSU quarterback Josh Booty's set to join us here very, very shortly. I do want to get to this Rafino's rants, though. I, I, I do want to get to this Rafino's rants because I don't know if y'all saw this, but is it just me? You know, Pooh, and I tell Pooh Bear and Zach this all the time. Sometimes. Maybe I feel as if that I'm coming out here and I'm ranting too much. You know, like, is Blake making a bigger deal out of things than he ought not to? Did y'all see this thing from the quarterback, Jakovic, that committed and went to Notre Dame and then and then transferred now is at Boston College? Uh, I think 247 or on three, one of those sites ran this article about a uh, former Notre Dame quarterback saying that Brian Kelly lied to his mama and daddy. Well, let me, guys, let me just tell you something. When you start peeling the onion back and letting media members know stuff like that, Brian Kelly lied to me. It's kind of an industry no-no. You don't do that. I, I do find it a little bit comical, though. I do find it a little bit comical that there's still more things coming out about Brian Kelly here. Right? Like, more garbage. More trash. And y'all keep asking me why Florida State might be the biggest game on our schedule. Guys, we got to go out there and make a statement. You know, it's like, I'll never forget this. And the last thing, and we'll get to Josh Booty. But I remember, I think it was the World Series game one. Roger Clemens was on the mound. And I forget who was hitting. I want to say it was like Jason Veritek. And Roger Clemens goes up to the mound and screams at Veritek. No, it wouldn't have been. Uh, yeah, I think it was. I think it was Houston, maybe. I forget. But it, Roger Clemens is screaming, hey, here comes a fastball. See if you can hit it. I kind of want LSU to take that mentality. Like, hey, bro, 
I'm a dog. I got the dog in me. Can you stop it? Brian Kelly's got to get him and his team there. They're all the, I said this last night. It's so crazy how much LSU and Brian Kelly feel to be on a parallel system to try to get back to an SEC title, to try to get back to a national title and win it. The man hasn't played a game, and they're trying to crap on him every chance that they can get. Anyway, uh, Jordan did say he sent us a super chat four ninety nine. Thank you. He says hot dog Jordan Travis is good. Better QB play wins. Hopefully, we get Jane to the outside. I agree. I agree. Okay. The man who was the quarterback from the 9-9 to the 2000, Josh Booty. Former LSU quarterback Josh Booty is going to be joining us here. But let's do this very first. Let's pay these bills around this thing. We've got to keep the lights on. Pooh Bear said he wants to go skiing in Aspen. I, I mean, man, these, these guys, man. Zach says, hey, Mr. Blake, I want to go to Tahiti. You know, you, you keep your producers around. They be asking for stuff. Pooh Bear never asks for stuff. It's always Zach. Hey, Mr. Blake, can I take another vacation? Sad. Sad. So let's pay these bills. No better than our good friends over at GrantCode, thegrantcode.com. Guys, we'll be back literally in one minute with your quarterback, your former quarterback, Josh Booty. Stay tuned. Guys, I've got to talk to you about our good friends over at GrantCode. They are the Delta company based out of the state of Florida. They're founded by college football junkies just like you and I, and I am not sure if you're familiar with Delta 8, but you need to be. Gramco is the absolute leader in this field, and they have phenomenal products that I just need to tell you about. First off is the Wake and Bake coffee that is absolutely spectacular. The gummies are as well as they're the best in the market. So go to thegramco.com right now and use the promo code AYS25. That's thegramco.com, AYS25 promo code to get 25% off of your order. Jump on this fast as it is perfect for holidays, anniversaries, and everyday use. Gramco is hemp-derived and completely legal inside of the state of Louisiana. No medical card is needed, and shipping is very discreet. You must be 21 years older to order. Again, that's thegramco.com. Use that promo code, AYS25. We're back! All right, we are here and join with former... LSU quarterback from the 9-9 to the 2000s, Josh Booty, my friend. What's up, buddy? What's happening, Big Blake? How you doing, baby? Oh, man, just ready for football to kick off, Josh. That's me. You know, and I know that you have something that you're going to want to share with us and our, and our listeners. We'll do that at the end if that is okay. But football's Beautiful. back, baby. We uh -huh. got football. So, Josh, I got to ask you, man, when you're a young quarterback, and it might either be your first time really playing in a game or it might be a new season. How do you mentally get into the rhythm when you have so much, uh, so many things on social media or whatever it might be? Like, how do you just drain all of that out and focus on the game during game week? I, th I think practice is so crucial to practice with, with immense speed and, uh, you know, and be deliberate with everything like you're going through a game. I think that's what Saban does so well is he makes practice so tough and challenging on his players, and there's such a competition or a competitive environment. I think the more the more you can practice like it's a game setting, I think the better. So you don't go through the motions. You don't try to relax or save your legs. It's, you know, they know how to do that as a, as a staff, as a conditioning 
uh, you know, staff and everything to, to know when to pull back a little bit before game day, the day or two before. I think you got to practice as if it's, you know, you're playing in the game every day. I think that's the mentality that you got to take. I think that's the – I've got stories on stories. Like Reggie Bush at USC when my brother was there at SC, I went and watched him practice a ton because I was just coming out of the league. Kiffin and Sarkeesian were there with Pete Carroll. Orgeron was there. It was a fiery competitive environment, much like Saban's practices uh, were. And I saw Reggie participate first day his freshman year in practice because he was – John David, my brother – was uh, roommates and in the same class coming in, the same recruiting class. And I'm like, this kid is special because every time <laughs> all, it was like, it was a bottle of lightning. You know what I'm saying? I mean, he would catch it or he would make a move and even in run drills and he would go, if they were on the other side, opposite side of the field from the end zone doing run drills, he would run all the way 70 yards and it was, and it wasn't a jog. It was all out sprint and he wanted to get to the end zone and everybody was like, whoa, this is a different type of sprint practice you know I mean these guys they know how to win they knew how to prepare and then Reggie had that edge that was just like the whole team took notice and that was the first day his freshman year and I was like wow but I think that's how players and and I've got twin boys that play up at Evangel Christian in Shreveport yeah you do I said practice as if it's game every day not not take don't take one play off because when you get old like me there's only (laughs) one guy Brady that's still doing it right and it's like that guy understood how important it was to practice and practice, practice is practice. You know, the Iverson deal is so funny, but it practice is, does mean everything in football because those reps are so important. And I think going into the first week, that's as close as you can get to the game as practice. So speed it up. I do want to ask you some LSU stuff, but I thought you brought up an interesting point being out there in USC with your brother and seeing Reggie Bush. You know, we had Lindell White on about a, about a, uh, I don't know, yep. Pooh, about a month ago, and he said the same thing. So I do, I do got to ask you, you, you see Orgeron coming to LSU, obviously wins a national title. You've seen Lane Kiffin. He's now at Ole Miss. He was at Alabama. We we know the Kiffin story. You have Sarkeesian that, that is now at Texas. He's got a quarterback commit from New Orleans and, and Arch Manning. When you look at college football now and some of the things that you saw back then, either when you were playing or when your brother was brothers were playing, whatever it may be, do you look back and just be like, man, so much has changed in such a what's really a, just a small amount of time? It really has. You know, JD uh, started two years for Pete Carroll in that era with right. Sarkeesian. JD was never in the shotgun, not one down in at SC, and no one, you know, thinks about stuff like that. But as, <laughs> watch, as I'm watching, you know, past film, I'm like, JD was under center. Well, in high school, he was never under center. He was in the shotgun at Evangel with five wide. So he didn't get to run the offense that he had, you know, been accustomed to his whole life. So if there's changing periods now with RPO, it's like, you know, you can, it's Denbrock, the coordinator now at LSU, he was with Desmond Ritter and they know how to run the RPO. Right. That's why Cincinnati's offense was so awesome is because it's a run pass option. It's read run, you know, read option. It was, you know, the, the, the spread. It's like they throw all this stuff at you. And it's like, that's why Alabama so effective. Now Saban was still doing the ground and pound. He wouldn't be winning the national championship because he can't recruit receivers that way. So you have to adapt to what's going on in college football. He adapted well, and he's continued that success because it's like Joe Burrow and Brady at LSU. It's like when Brady showed up and they ran the spread and Joe Burrow understood what he was doing because he was with Urban Meyer and and Ryan Day up at Ohio State and understood 
you know, how to run that type of offense with, uh, you know, five wides and RPO stuff. It translated perfect into what Brady was wanting to do when he came from New uh, from New Orleans, and it, and it just fit. You know, it's like – Right. But teams don't win championships nowadays without having that in the arsenal. It's Ohio State. It's, you know, it, or Chip Kelly in Oregon was doing it 10, 12 years ago. They were the first to really do it on, on the main stage with the speed and the, the up-tempo, and then everybody said, we got to do that now. With athletes like LSU can put on the field or Alabama can put on the field or Ohio State puts on the field, watch out. It's unbelievable. You know, you say that, and it, it just – I always feel like, you know, what would your brother or what would Reggie or what would any of these guys in today's offenses look like? You know, like you talked about he was in the shotgun five wide and then he was under center. He never took a, a, a play in the shotgun. That that That's kind of the things that I wish I, we could have seen. But – it's, it, you're right, I, and I love that point. It's like, you know, Steph Curry and Clay Thompson in the NBA because it's spacing. Those guys can shoot the rock. And <laughs> Reggie, Reggie would pay, make people miss in a phone booth. Now playing in space, think about how sweet he would have been in, in college if, if you'd have had the four wides and him in the backfield or him motioning out and getting it to him like Sean Payton did a few times. I mean, shoot, he had 100 catches in the NFL for Sean Payton. Right. You know, he catching the ball near like that. He had screens and gadgets, and they, they run reverses with him at SC, but it wasn't wide open. I think the game has changed in, in, in the NBA just like it has in college football and in the NFL. That It's all trickling up, and now these young kids can play early on in their career in the NFL because it's a lot of RPO stuff. Keeps a lot of that defensive stuff off of you early in your career so you, you can handle it you know, as a quarterback. You know, you mentioned Mike Denbrock, the new offensive coordinator. I, I'll start with him, and then we'll just get to LSU in general. You talked about the RPO and Desmond Ritter. Now, we saw as college football fans Desmond Ritter progress through a Mike Denbrock system. What is something, and you alluded to it earlier, is there something that you see from Mike Denbrock that kind of gets you fired up for LSU in this offense? I do. He lets his athletes play, and I think that's a big part of today's offensive world and production and scoring points and being up-tempo, but it's like that – they play to their strengths, right? A good coach nowadays, you have to play to your strength because you might have a, a tight end heavy room one year and you might have a wide receiver heavy room one year and you might have a Heisman Trophy candidate at tailback one year and you might not the next, you might lose him. It's like Fournette, you know, or someone like that. <laughs> right. I think the play action helps, the RPO helps, the up-tempo helps, an athletic quarterback helps, but you got to be able to complete balls on first down. If you take chances or you want to throw the ball on first down, you've got to complete balls. So, an accurate quarterback, and Desmond was that, he can do a little bit of everything. I mean, he's, he's an NFL guy, and even if he's a backup, it doesn't matter. He's an NFL player playing that position at quarterback last year for Cincinnati. And so, and he could run with the football. And I think when you have that dynamic of an athlete, and, and Saban will tell you, Venables will tell you, all the great defensive coordinators, Pete Carroll will tell you, Vince Young beat him up. A quarterback that can run and make plays is so hard. It's like dealing with Russell Wilson or Deshaun Watson. It's so hard to contend with. So if we have a guy like that that can run and throw, that's going to be – Joe Burrow, Was he liked to throw the ball downfield, but he could get out of the pocket and make things happen and made some huge plays with his legs that people don't really talk about. He was committed to throwing the football and, and, and did so. Kyler Murray's like that in the NFL too. He loves, loves to throw the ball, throw guys open, but – Man, is he a jitterbug can get out of trouble and make plays if he has to. You know, Josh, that uh, that AFC Championship game, 
when Burrow broke the sack from Chris Jones, I think it was, and got to the outside for the first down, they go down and score. You don't teach that, man. That's backyard determination. I want it more than you. And I think Jaden can do some of those things. It's going to be really interesting to see him Sunday do that. When Brian Kelly was announced, I'm really intrigued to hear your perspective of this because he's the winningest coach in Notre Dame's history, but he gets a lot of flack for being just, well, the Brian Kelly that we see on TV or ESPN, but it seems like he's a lot different now. When you've seen, when you saw the hire and what you're seeing now, I guess, what are there, what are things that you've seen from Brian Kelly that you like? I, I think game day management, play calling, consistency, attitude, uh, you know, everybody's like, well, he kind of turned into a Southern boy, you know, that first week. Of- <laughs> like this guy, you know, but, but Saban came from Michigan State. He didn't change. And, and that's what I would say. Brian, don't change. Be yourself. You're going to win 10 games a year at LSU if you coach these cats up because we got some cats now. And you said it off air or, or right before I got on air. You said, listen, we got dudes, right? I mean, we do have dudes, but you got to, they got to have discipline. They got to be coached right. It's like, we're only going to go as well as we're coached. We know that. We've seen years where we haven't been coached. We've had coaches that aren't great coaches. You know, maybe they're a great D-line coach or a great motivator or a great recruiter or a great this and that. But when you put the package together and, and we got a great offensive uh, staff and we get a great defensive staff with a head guy that knows what he's doing and can make game day decisions at the end of ball games because a lot of these big SEC matchups are going to come down to one possession. Special teams matters. Everything matters, and that's why I think this guy is going to be a good coach is because he understands how to win. He mm-hmm. understands how to win. He's been doing – he's won more than anybody else in college football. <laughs> They've been won more championships, but this guy's got a ton of wins. And so I like him for LSU. We needed a guy like that can that can be a great game day coach and pay attention to the little things and see it because there's a lot that goes on that the guys in the stands don't see, the girls in the stands don't see, the kids don't see, the student section don't see, but he will see it. He's done it. He's been there, and he's taken Notre Dame to some playoff games. He just hadn't had the horses to win it all because he had the speed and the athleticism. We have that at LSU. Let's see what he can do with our bucks. You know, Josh, I thought what was interesting with me being or us being at practice, you talk about the attention to detail. You know, I remember there were multiple times during practice there would be like, you know, and you know this, uh, just us being at practice or whatever. Look, you might have your wrist taped up and it might be coming off and you might unwrap it and throw it down. And I've seen Brian Kelly multiple times stop practice, walk over there, pick it up, throw it in the trash. He goes, guys, it's that simple. You know, it's like the small little yep. itsy bitsy details. I'm like, oh, okay. So it's like this different, you know, like it's, he's not, and, and I was expecting him coming in, beat red, yelling. No. And him coaching every position. I've seen him coach wide receivers, tight ends, O-line, quarterback, D-line, I, I, literally everything. And and that's something interesting. You know, I'm really to see, ready to see the dynamic this Sunday. But I do want to transition because we got a lot of great college football this weekend. I want to go out to Georgia. We do have a game this week in Georgia versus Oregon. I guess, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, are you what are you excited to see Dan Lanning, the fighting Kirby Smarts, to come back? What do you think about what do you think about this game out here in Georgia? And I just got off the phone about an hour ago with a couple of my buddies who played at Oregon, and they're super fired up. They they think that defensively, 
uh, Cristobal was good and he recruited well, but they didn't pay attention to the little things as much as they would have liked. And I, and that was a little different than what I thought I was going to hear from them. Mm-hmm. They go, we think we're going to be better because Dan Lanning can recruit and he can coach that defense up like crazy. He's, he's kind of a part of that Saban chain because it, it's come down from Kirby, right? Saban to Kirby, now to Lanning. So they're going to bring a different breed of of excellence, they think, at, at Oregon. Now, do they have the horses to beat them early on in Dan Lanning's career at Oregon? They do have Justin Flo. They've got Sewell, Noel Sewell at linebacker. they got some studs on the front. I don't know if the back end, if Stetson can get in good situations where he's got some shot capabilities, say third and you know, two, third and three, third and four, third and five. That's a different type of deal. If Oregon can shut their run down, then Stetson's, you know, he doesn't have the play action. He doesn't, he's not in the driver's seat. I think that's where Oregon's got to get to is to where Stetson Bennett's in third and long several times in the ball game in key situations. If they can't do that and Georgia has their way running the football, then now everything opens up and then Lanning's going to be kind of coaching on his heels you know, uh, because, you know, George is going to have some playmakers on the outside. No so doubt. I think that's the whole game is going to come down to can Oregon shut them down on first, second down enough, just enough to make Stetson Bennett have some long uh, down and distance situations on third down. If he can't do it, Georgia rolls this game up. You know, I mean, it might be a 37-14 game. I think Oregon's got to stay close, make sure first, second down doesn't get out of hand on defense. They shut the run down, and now Stetson's got to do something in the air. And now it could get interesting because uh, Georgia doesn't have a lot of experience on the outside. They lost some receivers. Uh, They lost the kid to Bama. They lost Pickens to the draft. And then now they've got a a, a defense where nine guys are are, uh, new on defense. So, you know, Oregon might hang around a little bit. Bo Nix is a little bit experienced. It'll be fun to see if, if Oregon can hang around the first half. I lied. Two more, and then I'm going to get to your stuff because we do have some fan questions firing in here. What is your thoughts on Stetson Bennett as a quarterback? Because I got to be honest, I get ripped a lot, okay? I, look, I feel as if, Josh, and you can correct me if I'm wrong here, you could just be a really damn good college quarterback. Like, you don't yeah. have to be an NFL prospect. You could just be a really damn – and he is. He makes yeah. all the right decisions, all the right throws. What's your thoughts, though, on Stetson Bennett? I saw him play several games last year live. I, I like the kid because he's a competitive kid. He's been around. He's done the deal. He's gone from, you know, not getting a scholarship to being the guy, the national championship. I think about a guy named Matt Mock, who was more talented than Stetson Bennett. Now, Matt Mock's a good friend of mine, and he was in our quarterback room, and we had Rohan Davey and Craig Nall and Marcus Randall. He was one of the five, and he played in the NFL. He was drafted by Denver. He's a great kid, one of the smartest kids I ever know. But he didn't turn the ball over. He ran when he needed to. He made good decisions. He was perfect in a system like uh, Saban's and Jimbo's, you know, at LSU. And I think, I think that's that's what I think of when I think about Stetson Bennett. Is he's just a he's a consummate professional, at, athlete, athletic enough at that level. I don't think he's an NFL quarterback. He can't throw a quick out route on time and beat <laughs> out or skinny post. He's not going to be able to do it. But at Georgia. With that run game, with that front offensive line, you know, when they can get going, all you got to do is just give you the ball up a little bit to the outsides and then see what happens. And that's what happened last year. They were so strong all over the field that he was able to manage the deal. And uh, we've seen quarterbacks like Jay Barker at Alabama, awesome guy, won the, won the title in the, in the late 80s. But it was just because, you know, they had a run game. Everything, you know, worked 
worked uh, perfect out, uh, perfect for him, and I think that's what happened with Stetson. He's not an NFL guy, but he's a heck of a college player. He's easy to root for. You know, he's just an easy guy to root for. All right, I'm going through all these, and I, so I'm just going to ask the probably the main one. Josh, what are your thoughts on Saban and Jimbo going after it about NIL? <laughs> well, I this year in Tuscaloosa when AM goes into Tuscaloosa. <laughs> but, no. You know, and if the NIL deal is so different than what we've ever experienced, and the transfer portal so different than anything we've ever experienced. It's like we see 2,000 kids in the portal. We see, you know, Elaine Kiffin coming out and said, if I'm Bryce Young, I'm testing my market. <laughs> you know, that's crazy stuff when you're Fair. talking about a high trophy guy coming back could be only the second Heisman Trophy winner to win back-to-back Heisman. Uh, Archie Griffin's only got to do it. And I'm like, and but that statement's so true that, it, I mean, he could have tested the market. Michigan could have given him $10 million. Uh, Texas could have given him $10 million. SC maybe. I mean, they were solidified with their quarterback rooms. But in, in, a, in a situation down the road, you might see something like that happen one day in this, situ- in this, in this day and age. And so I, I don't really like it because I like loyalty to a, a program. I think these kids need to pay their dues. Uh, I don't like anything given to anybody too early. I mean, it's I've seen it in baseball because I was a first rounder. You know, I got some money and I'm like, you know what? I'm thinking football in the back of my mind. And I wasn't really sunk into the baseball for for life. And I'm like, you know what? My, I was, my heart was split. And these kids getting a little money. They might get a nice automobile. You know, I could see where, you know, it could go left. It could go, it could go a little different than what, what, uh, you know, what it was, how it was supposed to go. And so I think that it's, it's tough on these kids, man, when you're 19 and you're in Austin, Texas, and you got a million, two million, three million bucks. I mean, you can run the roads a little bit. Think about it. You know, it's not Norman, Oklahoma, where there ain't no roads. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) (laughs) Right. Well, it's not like when you, you know, you cross that Arkansas border and banjos start playing. You know what I mean? I mean, <laughs> but they got a lot of money. I can't say nothing. You ain't got the bright lights no more, man. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, I think there's several places like L.A., like Austin, Texas, like the University of Miami, where the bright lights can get you, boy, if you ain't watching it. And then they got all the money in their pocket. So, I don't, I don't like a lot of the NIL stuff. I like, I like small deals for these kids. Yeah, look, we we have a pair, but it's them coming on here to promote them. You know, like it's not exactly recruit. You know, we got an app we're launching. I know we're going to talk about it, but let's talk about it now. Let's talk about it now, Josh. So, where are you? Where are you right now? What are you guys doing? Tell us about the app and everything you got going on. Yeah, we're based out of Miami. We're you know the bright lights, right? we're, (laughs) We're trying to we're trying to get to the bright lights, baby. No, we're we're launching an app. This Friday, the VIP version, it's been a year and a half in the making. It's called Bula. B-U-L-A means wishing you luck or life. We're peer-to-peer, challenge dare, wager your friends on the blockchain for everybody to see. So it's social challenge app. It's never been done before. We're not Barstool. We're not MGM. We're not a sports book. We're blank canvas. I bet you can't get the girl's number at the bar. I bet you LSU wins by <laughs> highway robbery, bro. Uh, LSU minus minus three is highway robbery this week. LSU should be minus ten. I'm telling you, but but I think it's a it, it's a it's an app where you can go on, make life fun, exciting. It's peer to peer gambling is what it is. Everyday gambling, blank canvas. It is. We're not giving out any lines. You can bet and challenge your friends. Anything it could be. Let's go run a mile right now. Let's go run a forty yard dash in the parking lot right now. <laughs> 
I'm t- I, so I, I, obviously I know that me and you had talked about the app a while back. I download and I get on it and I'm saying to myself like. I want to challenge somebody to like an arm wrestling competition, you know, like I want to get the, this is my thing. I wanted to do an AYS tiger cat drill, you know, like let's bet this, let's do this, you know, but it's really fun. So tell them again, Josh, where, where they can get the app, obviously anywhere you get the app and it's B U L A, correct? Bula, uh, which means wishing you luck or life. It's a Fijian term. We've got a little Island character. You see my guy right here on my hat. Uh, Warrior uh, Koa is his name, but we so we've thought this thing through. Like you said, I talked to you a year ago, and we were talking about it then. I mean, we are we are we've raised a lot of money, and we've done a lot of cool things. We're doing a college marketing campaign, but it's BulaChallenge.com. But Friday it'll be on the App Store for Apple, uh, you know, iPhone Store, so you can go and, and download Bula on the on the uh, you know iPhone Store and Android. So it'll be it's gonna be fun to have it out there for us. Uh, you know, to grow this thing socially. And we're doing this huge marketing campaign. We will be in Baton Rouge at Fred's Bar October 21st for the Old Miss Week. So be there, be square, brother. Bula's coming to Baton Rouge. We're doing four events. We're doing this week, Oregon, Georgia, and Buckhead, Atlanta uh, for the kickoff classic. We're going to be uh, Texas, uh, Bam at Texas next week. In oh, Austin. that's going to be an ass-kicking, but that's going to be fun. I think Bama's going to get out. Oh, they're going with that ass. Awesome. <laughs> 4 a.m. You called the game, uh, Jimbo versus Saban. Then we're going to be Kiffin versus Brian Kelly at Fred's Bar that weekend, October 21st. So Bula will be in Baton Rouge for one of our first four events. I'll be there. Awesome, man! I can't wait to have you. So you you come see me as soon as you get there. Before you get there, we'll hook you up. Absolutely. The only thing I ask, I want that hat, man. I'm a hat <laughs> fiend, man. I got to get a hat, brother. <laughs> I got some good ones, man. I got, I got, we got all different styles. You know, this is oh, this is the uh, the silver. This is the silver. We got black. We got all kinds of of uh, swag, baby, for you. You speak in my language now, Josh. But it's always fantastic to see you. We will see you on uh, in October uh, for that game. So it's going to be really fun, man. We'll see you soon, and we'll be we'll promote it for you. We'll be pushing out there because I you have my word. I'll be there. Thank you, buddy. I appreciate it. All right, thanks, thanks, thank you. Thank you, brother. We'll talk soon. That's our good friend, Josh Booty, former LSU quarterback. I'm going to be there. Pooh Bear, you coming? Zach, you coming? Why is everybody just... Come on, man. I'm going to be there. It's going to be fun. All right, let's do this. Let's pay these bills. We're going to bring the producers up, and then we're going to round it up. We're going to end the show. But let me tell you about our good friends over at Fry Construction. Fry Construction Dot com guys literally everything that you need you go over to them today site work and land development oil and gas services commercial construction aggregate and soil hauling waste containers demolition they do it all go see them at 161 west maple street that's 161 west maple street in Eunice, louisiana or give them a call at 337-457-5100 337-457-5100, and that way they know that your good friend Blake Rafino, or let them know that your good friend Blake Rafino sent you on by. All right, let's talk about our good friend Carol Foss. We'll wrap up the show with the producers. Be back in 45 seconds. Guys, you might know my good friend Carol Foss and all the great service that he provides over at State Farm. He is your good neighbor after all. But did you know State Farm has surprisingly great rates as well? Along with a great neighbor service, State Farm agent Carol Falls has surprisingly great rates for everyone inside the state of Louisiana. So call him today at 
395-4300 for all of those surprisingly great rates on auto home and life insurance needs like a good neighbor state farm is there and individual premiums will vary by customer all applicants subject to the state farm underwriting requirements all right we're here with their producers guys you're not coming you don't want to come all the way down lsu old miss hey it's old miss so maybe that actually might be closer for me. Yeah, it'd be closer for you. It'd be a good time, man. It's going to be really fun. Okay. So, it appears as if – oh, anyway, breaking. We do have some breaking news. They're just announcing the quarterbacks. I mean the quarterbacks. They're announcing the uh, team captain. So, it is, again, it is Ali Gay, Mike Jones Jr., and B.J. Ojolari. Guys, as this, as this gets so much closer, and I know that we've talked about this a lot – Anything else coming to mind? I know that we've been preparing this day for a long time, right? But and it's kind of like the the week of Christmas, right? Like the week of Christmas is what I feel like this week's like. Anything else that you guys want to add on or you're seeing when you watch Florida State or LSU or anything like that? Uh, this guy in the, this jet setter. Uh, yeah, is that me. the guy that's ruining the chat? Pretty much. All right. uh, Florida State sucks. Yeah. <laughs> what about what about you? I mean, that that's a pretty profound word. Pooh Bear, you should make the shirt. FSU sucks. Uh, or, or in the words of Chris, they ass. All right. <laughs> I got to say something. I hate when people do that. Yeah. I, I, I do, Pooh. I, I just, they're not ass. You know, like, so here's an example. Duquesne's not ass. They're ass compared to an FBS school. Okay? Correct. You know, so they're going to go to the FCS playoff, and they're going to lose, okay? Mm -hmm. that Look, they did some things, okay? I mean, so we'll see. But I, I hate when people say that. What about you, Zach? Zach, you're getting a lot of traction on this little hype video. I got a lot of people hitting me <laughs> up, you know, saying that, oh, it's good, but, you know, it's only good because Blake's voice and Pooh Bear was in there. So what do you think? Uh, Yeah, of course. Got to give you all a shout-out for joining. But uh, you mentioned this on the show. I you just want to see a dog in them? I do, too. Like, I, I just want to see a team that comes out and they are absolutely fired out, fired up, and they just want to get a win. Like, I, I want to see a team that has put everything from the past two years in the past, and they just come out blazing. Uh, and if they do, I mean, that's going to make it even much more of a greater experience for for them, uh, for the coaching staff, and the fans as well. So that that's what I want to see. Yeah, look, I I just want them to have the dog back, man. Like, I feel like last two seasons we've had the talent, but I want to, you know, I just want the dude like a Laurent, like a Laurent Landry to run up there and just like, hey, you know, like stick his head out, like go full head, you know, go go Daniel on him. That's what I call it. Go full Daniel. Go full forehead. Hey, you know that that's what I want to see. First off, pause. <laughs> I, I couldn't even get it out, but uh, that's what she said. <laughs> oh boy, is this how we're gonna? <laughs> there's no. Hey, this man said there's no kicking me. Oh my god. Okay. What? Well, there's no kicking me. I mean, yeah, we can. Guys, you want to kick him? Kick you. Put him in timeout. Just put him in timeout. He hasn't gotten to the Rico Delgado. Think the Rico Delgado. That, that might be Rico. It might be. It might oh, be. 
Uh, I don't know who this is. Is this Jay Setta? Okay, well, yeah. Jay Setta, you probably live in your mom's basement. You probably ain't getting no women. You know, like you, you, you probably got a lot of zits on your face. It's probably it's right now that he's is commenting down here. I don't uh, know, but 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 to, I, I'll say to get back on track. Um, it was my fault. It was my fault. No, 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 no. It's so if it's if I'm being realistic, I think this game will be uh, in in an ideal world, LSU ideal LSU world. This game is close to first quarter, and then LSU dominates. Don't look at me. Who's that? It's the man, the myth, the legend. Who is that? All right. Who's that on the bottom? You you said it earlier. Who's that down there? Um, Say it louder. Tebow. Tebow. Exactly. <laughs> it's Tebow. The best thing was is a pre-production meeting. T said, I said, who is that? He goes, Tebow. <laughs> you watch Daddy's show? You watching Daddy's show when you're taking a bath? Yeah. I hear you. Okay. Well, guys, we're going to go ahead and get out of there. Thanks to our good friend, Josh Booty. I'm going to be there for the old Miss game. Fred's. Shaking my tail feather before I have my second child. That's what I'm going to be doing. I'll let you know that right now. All right, guys. We'll see you all soon. Y'all have a good night. Peace out, Girl Scouts. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.